Bridget's dad. Here to uh, toast some host with you or host some toast. I I would love some toast. I had a toasted cheese sandwich for lunch. A toasty? Toasted cheese. You know, <laughs> melty cheese on toast with uh, tomato soup in a cup. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a really good cold day food, because uh, how cold is it where you are, Dad? Um, uh, It's not too bad today. Right now, it's zero. Oh, and not too bad. Zero, he said. It was five below earlier today. Then zero know, a is couple, A couple of days ago, it was literally. 13 below zero. Uh-huh. So, you know, this is much better. It's wow. going to get better tomorrow. It's going to get to, like, positive two woohoo you know when it gets like this you don't want to do anything you don't want to go anywhere you don't really want to get out of bed Mm -hmm. you just want to curl up in your jammies and your toasted cheese sandwich and a tomato soup in a cup Uh and uh you just you know you just want to chill or, and watch watch some Star Trek. Well, oh yeah, I've been binging on on Voyager. Nice. Been binging on Voyager. Uh, a little binge on uh, Enterprise, but not so much. Not so much. Uh, yeah, you uh, you shared with me the um, the article that t- that mentioned that uh, Harry Kim and Tom Paris have a podcast together. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that wasn't the the hook that got me into that story. The the hook was the fire that was on the set right. of Voyager. And it was a crazy, the story is crazy. Garrett Wong says that um, when the fire started, uh, Rick Berman, I think it was Rick Berman, one yeah. of the showrunners, like yeah. ran out of the set, just panicked and ran out. And Ethan Phillips and uh, Garrett Wong, Grabbed fire extinguishers instead, <laughs> and tried to and tried to put the put the fire out, uh, which was kind of cool, you know. Heroes, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you the know. actors, you know, they weren't worried about getting their, you know, hair must. They exactly didn't getting their hair must. No, no, no. They were just like their their characters would have been. You know, yeah, so it, for the rest. It was a cool story. It was on like some weird website that I had never heard of. But I don't care. You know, in my Google News feed, I get lots of these little stories about Star Trek because Google thinks I like Star Trek. I wonder what? why. It's crazy. Why. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know why mm-hmm. they think I like Star Trek. But they're always sending me stories about Star Trek. And they're from different sources. And, you, you know, it's on the Internet. So you have to kind of wonder about the source. But it, uh, that doesn't matter so much as um, it led me to this podcast called the Delta Flyers. That's right. And Garrett Wong and uh, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil are going through episode by episode. First, they have some banter like we do at the beginning. And then they go through episode by episode of uh, Star Trek uh, Voyager. And right now they're at the end of season two on on their trek through Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, it's I, uh, which is great because you know they've talked about episodes that we've talked about, so um, it'll be fun to see how 
uh, it, things that they noticed uh, and if they were similar to the things that we've noticed. Um, I, I listened to Cathexis today, and oh. which was one of the first episodes that we did um, on A this podcast. Good, yeah. I like how they they kind of like, you know, they don't shy away from like, from saying, oh, that was a plot hole, or that just did not make sense for that character, or, you know, uh, they kind of make fun a little bit too. And it's, and you know, that they are coming from a place of love just like us. Oh, yeah. I, I listened to one the other day um, where uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, maybe I'll just call him what Garrett Wong calls him, uh, Robbie. Uh, yeah, I, goodness, there were three. There were three Roberts on that show, right? Right. Oh, can I call you Robbie? <laughs> Robbie, Bob, and the, no, I don't the, think he's Bob. I don't think he's a Bob. But no, yeah, he is Robert, definitely a Robbie. No, Robert Picardo. They called Bob. Oh, he was a Bob. He was a Bob. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. If he was a Robbie, he was a Bob. And then wasn't Chakotay also Robert? Yeah, he was a Beltran. He was Beltran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder what what do they call him? I think they just yeah. called him Chakotay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, R-D-M, mm-hmm. shall I call you? Um, can I call you Robbie? Uh, if so, email me at say underscore hi. <laughs> I'd love to be able to call you Robbie. I feel that close to you, uh, watching you for so many years. Um, he's cool with it. Yeah, I bet he's cool with it. You know, did you notice how much he, uh, uh, he and um, Mike Nelson from MST3K, they could be brothers. Yeah. They could totally Absolutely. be brothers. I'm I'm like looking at them going like brothers from another mother. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, this um, this podcast this is actually is actually fun and 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 interesting to listen to. And they were you know and they have insights that obviously we don't because they know personally the story and have personal remembrances of when it was all came together and filmed and but they also know all of these actors as friends and colleagues so it was it was interesting insights i thought that was kind of cool oh yeah i definitely think that i definitely recommend it for everyone looking for a new star trek podcast definitely check it out yeah. um you know the delta flyers especially since you know talking trek hasn't been producing episodes every week uh like we did for like one or two times you know, so we did um, three weeks in a row, maybe I don't we know. did three weeks in a row back at the beginning of the quarantine. That was that was pretty solid. Yeah. We did some fun episodes. But yeah, uh, and, and speaking of the quarantine, uh, did we mention why we have been on our hiatus? Uh, no, no, we, we did just take a little hiatus. Uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't done an episode since Halloween, the Night Terrors episode. Which, right, um, right, 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 right. Which, yeah, we've been stuck in a, in a time, a causality loop. Oh, it was something like that. I, well, uh, Bridget and I, and the, and actually the rest of the family, we all went to Tahiti, and they <laughs> they, they do not have internet access because we needed to go someplace where there was no. What did we, what did we used to call COVID? Oh, sandwiches. Sandwiches. No sandwiches. Yeah, there were no sandwiches. We didn't, yeah. Tahiti doesn't have sandwiches. Oh no, it wasn't Tahiti. It was that private island that we bought. Like oh, the Kardashians yeah. have their own island and we went to our own island. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Anyway, no. yeah, generally speaking, it, yeah, it, it's been the pandemic that has kept us apart all these We've just there's just been weeks. a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the world and 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 lives and person personal right. stuff, but um but then, you know, we got email after email and post after post and message after message saying where is talking trek come back we miss you and so we decided well we better just pull up our bootstraps and just record an episode yeah so many fans contacted us did we did we definitely Uh, yeah all our thousands of fans contacted us Um, and demanded we come back so here we are we're here for you i did i did get an email from talkingtrek.com say underscore hi at talkingtrek.com i did get an email from that uh and it said uh google uh wants you to uh re um uh, up your uh your money for the website (laughs) so i said sure go right ahead We'll, we'll buy another year of web of domain 
name, keep that domain name. Got to do it. So yeah, I might be able to sell that for millions of dollars someday. Yeah, so if you want to help us pay for that, uh, email us, PayPal us at Sanders Garage. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's not a GoFundMe, but it's a <laughs> fun go me. I like that. Yeah, just send money to our PayPal account and we'd be happy to take it. So anything else we got to, or is it time? Yeah, let's just keep talking about Trek. Well, okay. Let's keep talking about Trek. Unless you had, unless you had something else. No, no, Trek is fine. Um, the only, the only other thing that I've, you know, been, been doing Trek wise. I mean, I read so many of these crazy stories about why do Vulcans have pointy ears and and uh, you know just nutty little things, little tidbits about uh, about Star Trek. Uh, the secret fan uh, cabal that, uh, and there's like. Weird fan theories that why would I care to read about a weird fan theory about why Neelix, you know, doesn't trim his beard? Uh huh. You know, I mean, it's, it's that's like, what the content is these days. That's kind of it. But then again, you, then you do run across an interesting one about a fire that was on the set. You know, right? But that was that was them talking about uh, something real as opposed to some rando on the internet some coming rando. up with stuff for yeah. fun. Well, the uh, there, there there was a fire on a set in the original series as well. It would have taken months out of production, or weeks if not months out of production, to rebuild the set if they hadn't put it out fast. Wow! And in fact, uh, according to this story, the fire that was on the Voyager set meant that the next episode that they filmed did not use the bridge set. Oh, what, did, what was it? What was the next episode? The next episode was Bride of Chaotica, where oh, they used almost exclusively used the hollow. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So they had to think on their feet and write a new episode. Write a new episode, yeah, so that they didn't have to go to the bridge. Sure. So. Cool. Well, what I thought was at first, I thought you sent me that article because you were trying to like warn me about set fires, um, considering no. I work twenty feet away from one. But um, but I thought that was that was interesting that they're like, well, you know, like there's some dust and, you know, there's some lights. And so, you know, it just kind of caught fire or whatever. And I'm thinking, I don't know, like we had I'll have to ask if Criminal Minds ever had a, a, uh, a fire because we had Criminal Minds on our stages for 11 years and there was no there was no fire. So I don't know if they just dusted better or what. Yeah, it seems I mean, the fire started pretty, because of a short old, in the in the lighting and yeah, a I mean, pile of dust a that was on hundred year old. Yeah, know, a lot, pile of but... dust that was on top of of the set because it had been used for several years and nobody went up there to clean very often. So yeah, that just seemed like really. <laughs> hey, I got dust bunnies in my house. I'm not proud. <laughs> You're like no judgment, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I, I honestly, I had to go back to the last episode and listen to the last episode to see uh, what episode we were going to do. Right, because we were going to do cause and effect, and then we did night terrors because Jerry asked to do night terrors with us. Right, and then, and so then we still hadn't done cause and effect. So but... yeah, I, I completely forgot. So. I didn't do cause and effect. What'd you do? I thought we were doing trouble with tribbles. When did you say that? No, we've done that already. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really? we did that. <laughs> oh, we man. We definitely did that already. Cause and effect. Okay, well, I'll try to remember it because I watched Trouble with Dribbles. <laughs> yeah, Dad, we did that. Um, hold on. Let me look at our. Look at the website. Yeah, Trouble with Tribbles was episode 34. That was two episodes ago. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I thought, okay, to be honest, I thought about double checking with you to see if you're going to do cause and effect, but I was like, you know what? I bet if he didn't prep it, he would still remember everything about it. Well, so. We're going to remit, we're going to we're going to scratch my brain. 
So you <laughs> do the 30-second synopsis. I'll do the 30-second synopsis. <laughs> oh, I was going to do a 30-second synopsis about, you know, there's a no triple at all. But Oh, you're, you're no. Right. We definitely, that was, that was, it was two episodes again. Well, you know, I've been... I've been off in yeah. La La Land. Hey, so. understandable. You've been off okay. in Tahiti, drinking yeah. out of your coconuts. And... Thinking out of my coconut. <laughs> no. So, um, okay, so yeah, we did Cause and Effect, uh, which I chose because I we wanted a fun one. And um, one time for Christmas, we got that somebody, it's probably you, or maybe it was the family, got the DVD of all of the time travel episodes in Star Trek. Right. And, oh, man, I just love that. I just watched all of the time travel episodes. Um, I think I borrowed it from you a few times. Like, I really like that that DVD set. And so I love the differences between Times Squared, Yesterday's Enterprise, uh, and then Cause and Effect. And Oh, oh uh, you want to do Yesterday's Enterprise? I can do that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you remember that one more? <laughs> No, so cause and effect is the Groundhog Day, the live die repeat. That's oh the, right, that's right, the, right, right. It starts oh, off. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, crush her in her flowers. Yes. Yeah. Leave her alone. Oh, she loves her pretty little flowers. <laughs> how she loves her flowers. Yeah, but notice how she starts the the episode off. Playing poker with all the dudes, and she wins. She calls Riker's bluff. So yeah, she's playing poker with Data, Worf, and Riker. She calls Riker's bluff. He's like, "How'd you know I was gonna bluff, man?" And she goes, "I don't know. Just had a hunch, I guess." Uh, and then she goes. She gets called to sick bay and checks out Jordy, who's having headaches or dizziness, and so she helps him treat that. And then she goes to bed because that's late at night. Yeah, she trims her flowers. She drinks some sort of bluish purple night drink that I would like to discover what that is. She -hmm. drinks that and then she hears all these voices and the voices make her wake up. She smashes her drink and and she's like, what? And then either the next day or maybe just later on that evening, you know, they they start to feel like deja vu is happening and then they get called to the bridge where there is a uh, distortion in the space-time continuum. So it looks like this gray cloud is out in space and all of a sudden, yeah, their power goes out. They can't steer the ship. They can't shoot anything. They can't do anything. And another ship comes at them out of, out of the gray cloud and is on a collision course. And they don't know what to do. And so Data says, or, you know, Riker does a suggestion and, and uh, Picard ignores him. And Data says, oh, let's use a tractor beam to push that ship out of the way. Uh, and then that ship, of course, gets pushed out of the way, but it, it still hits the Enterprise, and the Enterprise blows up. So all of a sudden, bada-bing, bada-boom, we're back at the poker table, and they're playing poker. But this time, before they even get anywhere, Crusher, uh, Riker's like, you're going to call my bluff, aren't you, Crusher? And Crusher's like, yeah, I am. And then she goes, wait, is Jordy in the sick bay? And they're like, yeah, he just walked in. And so that's when so they, they slowly start to realize that it's not just deja vu because multiple people are having it. And, uh, you know, the voices that are have that, that she's hearing at night, she uses a tricorder to record the voices. Data analyzes the analyzes the voices and discovers that they're uh, he hears a uh, captain yell, all hands abandon ship. And so they're like, clearly they're, we're in this loop where the Enterprise explodes and then shifts us back to the beginning point. And then we just keep, we don't we have no, I, we could be doing this for years. And so they're like, well, since there's, you know, like, we don't know if we've tried everything. There's probably a possibility that we've tried everything. So what's something that doesn't seem familiar or deja vu-y? And they're like, Jordy's like, well, I would want to send a message back. Uh, and let the next loop know what we've discovered. So data, they they make data. They do something with his sub positronic processors <laughs> so that he makes a message. So they explode. They start back again. 
all of a sudden they're in their poker game and Jordy is, or not Jordy, uh, Data is di- di- uh, dealing a bunch of threes. And so there's, and he's going up to the computer and there's threes everywhere and he just keeps seeing threes and they figure it out. They go to the bridge, the ship is coming at him and Riker goes, we should, you know, uh, open up the, uh, what's it, what's the little ships called? The hangar doors, the shuttle yeah. bay. Yeah, shuttle bay. We should open up the shuttle bay doors. That'll release some oxygen and that'll move us out of the way. And Data's like, no, 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 no. Let's do the tractor beam idea. Picard's like, yeah, shut up, Riker. Data, do the tractor beam thing. But Data has that moment where he looks over and Riker has the three little buttons indicating he's a commander. So Data goes, oh, I should do what number three, the three guy, dot guy says. And so he goes, Okay, let's do the shuttle bay. They do the shuttle bay. The ship is saved. Everyone's saved. They hail a, hail a channel with the other ship, and it's Kelsey Grammer, and he's from, like, Captain Kirk times. He's from 80 years ago, and he's like, hey, guys, what's up? You called us. And we're like, yeah, do you have any idea what's happening? And he's like, no, we just left our our base. Are you uh, sure that wasn't Fraser Crane? Yeah, it was Fraser. It was Fraser. Kelsey Captain, Grammer had a like, Fraser super Crane, famous Kelsey Grammer has a little baby cameo. And uh, and yeah, so it ends with Picard going, Whew, have we got news for you, buddy? And then it ends. <laughs> so that's that cause was, and effect. That was more than 30 seconds, but it's good. It works. <laughs> yeah. It works. Um, As per usual. It was quite the episode. Actually, I do like this episode a lot. I, I've watched it a number of times. Uh, flower pruning, notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and why does she cut off the flowers? What's that all about? Well, oh, you know, so well, yeah, like when flowers die, and this is what I'm learning being the amateur gardener now that I am, is like when the shamrocks outside, when they start to get um, a little suffocated, I just take out all the dead ones and then all of a sudden they explode. They bloom. They're just so happy. So it's getting, you know, it's the the dead ones use up all the, you know, nutrients and stuff. So it's like, get those out of the way, which of course I'm going. So they must have some sort of, you know, lamp in there that, that pretends like it's sunlight because I'm sure they don't get much sunlight out there yeah our our shamrocks don't do very well in the house but in the summertime when we put them on the deck they're gangbusters so yeah that's true you know they're not they're not in the direction of a sun most of the time you know they're pretty far away from all the stars well yeah out there in the cosmos Mm -hmm. that's what yeah they're in pretty good shape out there um you know what you know the things the things that i like about this episode um is uh, uh the poker game mm-hmm. because it it kind of it kind of evolves a little a little tiny bit at a time and uh and they all have these like quirky little looks at each other when while they're playing because it's kind of like uh, uh they've done this and you know we've done this before oh so you're going to get this card you're going to get this card and you're going to get this card yeah oh wow that is so freaky weird I mean, freaky, freaky weird, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, in in one of the rounds, they say, well, you're going to get this card, you're going to get this card, and you're going to get this card. And instead, uh, like four queens come up or four threes. It's the threes. Yeah. Yeah, four threes. And and they go, well, that didn't work out. But Mm -hmm. then he starts doing all threes. And then he does three of a kind on each one of them after that. Yeah. You know? Which means uh, uh, never play poker with an android because he can completely stack the deck on you, <laughs> you know, with uh, it, it easily uh, stacking the deck without even noticing. You know, freaky, freaky weirdness. This is a freaky weirdness, uh, and it's and it's related to sandwiches. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, you already know this story, but I'll tell it to our readers, the, the people who are reading our words. <laughs> Because uh, we do closed caption podcasting. You're closed caption podcasters. Our, yeah. our listeners, um, um, uh, I, I made a video re- uh, recently here at the at the the, the main studios of TalkingTrack.com with uh, with an old colleague that I used to work with at the newspaper, and I haven't seen this guy 
in years and years and years. But uh, because a, a mutual friend of ours was retiring and this person can't have a party, everybody was asked to send videos to to this person congratulating them. So we decided to do one together and we were safe because we were wearing masks, even though, you know, we were, you know, violated the six foot rule. But but uh, I had I already had COVID. So I I figured I'm got the antibodies, you know, not the uncle bodies, but the antibodies. Mm-hmm. And he said he went and got his blood tested because he had to uh, he was going to give blood. And they said he had antibodies, too. Oh, wow. he said, boy, I didn't even know I had COVID. Dang. But, you know, so he was one of those asymptomatic people, but still right. he had antibodies. So we were both antibodied. You know, cool. And so he comes over to the house and we're making this video. At the same time we were making this video, mom was going to get her COVID vaccine. Yeah. My mom, at, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> not my mom, but Bridget's mom, my wife, was yeah. going to get the vaccine. And uh it just by weird, crazy happenstance, uh it wasn't deja vu, but it was pretty close to it. Um the person that was giving the vaccine to uh, 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 my wife was um, this guy that was with me here at the house. It was his wife, and which mom says she met her once, but it was a long time ago. So yeah. she didn't even recognize this lady, but the lady recognized her and went, wow, this is weird, freaky weird that I would be giving you this vaccine. And mom said, shut the door. <laughs> your husband is at my house right now with my husband <laughs> and yeah. yeah it was like a, it was like, what are the chances it was like freaky friday only it was on a wednesday <laughs> like the exact same time yeah the exact same yeah. time yeah absolutely the exact same time and in fact in the middle of our of our uh uh, uh you know we did a couple rehearsals of the video before we did it uh, in the middle of that uh, uh your mom texted me and said guess who I'm with right now? You know, kind of a thing. it was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so is that, is that just a coincidence or is it a glitch in the matrix? Yeah, is it, it could be. Is it a sign? Uh, you know, maybe it's just a sign of you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Uh, I was somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where that was, but uh, so. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun night, but we digress. No more, you know, this is only tangentially Star Trek in that weird crap happens. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. There you go. Well, that was the thing was everyone wanted to just, you know, brush off Crusher as usual. I mean, they always want to, everyone always wants to brush their mom off, you know? (laughs) No, they wanted to just brush her off and be like, it's deja vu. Like, that's a thing. And she's like, yeah, but we're all having it about the exact same thing at the exact same time. Like there's no real it, it, deja shared deja vu would be is, is a lot less frequent, you know? So yeah, well, luckily everyone started to listen to her. Started to get, you know, started to get in, in the mode of like, well, let's solve this problem. Yeah. Um, yeah the uh, it would seem that it would take a long time for you to figure that out. Well, that was the thing was, yeah, it's like the first, the first day that we witness, right, is just Riker going, how'd you know I was bluffing? And she's just like, eh, I just had a hunch. And you're going, okay, well, this is at least day two, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Because we see the explosion in the beginning and she does have kind of a premonition, right? But it's just a hunch to her. And that's when you find out at the end of the episode that it, we, we witnessed maybe four or five days um, yeah. they yeah. It said I that bet. they had been in um, this loop for 17 days. So it took them 17 days to finally, or it took them 16 days. So over two weeks to finally think of the, hey, let's, uh, let's send a message through data somehow, right? Because if, if we're able to hear like the captain yell, all hands abandoned ship, that's kind of like a little echo then data should mm-hmm. be able to pick up on an echo too, right? So that took over two weeks for them to figure it out. Now, what I want to know is that the other ship, if the other ship was in the same loop and was also stuck, 
Yeah, why did they go through the time portal anyway? Or they were stuck in that loop for 80 years. Is it just because they didn't have a data or their computer no, technology? Or no. are they stupid? Like- they just came from they came from the past. <laughs> oh, so they shot through, but they were still they were still hitting, they were exploring right. with they were, yeah, they were time. stuck in the loop, but they weren't stuck in the loop for 80 years. I always just thought that they came from the past 80 years ago because this was some sort of time portal. Uh-huh. You know, and, you know, just like what happened to yesterday's enterprise, they came through a time portal as well. But that one was caused by tricobalt Romulan blasters or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this one was a naturally occurring time portal, uh-huh. which, uh, which I would be happy to go through right now. I you get into that and go back about 40 years <laughs> and, and and then wait for Bridget to be born. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, so that's um that's that brings up what I kind of think is is a possible lesson in this episode. Um it's like Groundhog Day had its own lesson from all these loops and I kind of think the lesson in this is um to forgive yourself for mistakes because here they did they had they were presented with the exact same information and new information every single time. And every single time this computer, this Android, who is putting all of the calculations together in his computer brain, comes up with the tractor beam. And every single time it's a mistake. So it's like, you know, as humans, we can go over that that moment like, God, I wish I did that differently. Man, I wish I did that differently. But it's like, well, that's where you were in that moment in time. And that's the decision you you made. You know, do you think if Riker said, I don't know. They would have had like a fraction of a second uh, earlier hit the tractor beam and not even had the problem. Maybe. But because Riker took so long to go like, well, we could do this, this, and this. More uh, like if Riker just let data go for it in the first place, maybe. Yeah. Riker should have just said, hey, I I, I got nothing. Yeah. You know? And then, uh, and then, boom, you know, okay, you got nothing. That gives data time to do the tractor beam. And they would have, you know, because it was just a split mm-hmm. second. You know, all they needed know. was all they needed was like five, ten seconds of hitting the tractor beam earlier. Maybe. And then they wouldn't have been in all of that. So yeah, so so this is all this is all Riker's fault. <laughs> it's not Data's fault for coming up with the tractor beam. Well, I do like that um, you know, Picard asks for suggestions, you know. And it's like, that's a good sign. That's a sign of a good captain. Like he was, he had no idea what, what to do. And he always brings it up to his crew to. Well, yeah. Well, he was back there going, I got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I got nothing. Well, what are we going to do now? I got nothing. Which I always thought it was, it was weird that they've, they've been feeling deja vu throughout this whole, this whole day. Right. But then they get to that moment and then there's no, I mean, there's no deja vu at all. They all, they do the exact same things that they've been doing every day. Well, and they, I, they, they I had ass- to, they had to make, you know, very fast decisions. Yeah. I assume it's just like your adrenaline is rushing. You don't have time to think there's, yeah, there's no time for weird feelings because yeah, you're, you're in a life or death situation. Right, 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 right. My, my, my biggest question about this episode as big questions go, mm-hmm. this, uh, this is a doozy. Ooh, <laughs> I wish I could do that. Strap yourselves in. Strap yourself in. Where was Guinan? I mean, don't, why don't is you, she only there a season here, a season there, episode what, here, episode I, there? Why, why wouldn't Guinan have gone to Picard and say, there's something freaky going on here? Well, and she's done that. I think she did that in yes. Uh, Oh, Time she did squared. that in yesterday's. She did that in yesterday's enterprise. Yeah, like she's done it in the other ones too. Oh. I don't think she, was she around then. I don't know. We'd have to look. We'll have to look. But well, what maybe I she was, was on vacation on Riser or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, don't know. what I thought was interesting was here's Troy, and I can't remember remember if she says it after all, they lost power. Because if they if she said it before they lost power, she goes, "We have to get out of here now," and of course I'm like. No, like nobody listens to her. Like if you, they just, they don't remotely turn around and leave at all. Like 
if Troy's there saying, get out of here now, like what, why even, why is she even here? Why even have a counselor? Well, Troy? Was that her only line? Her. I don't remember that was her only line. No, I just mean in general, like, oh, in like general. why even have her if she's going to say, let's go. And you don't listen to her. Well, yeah, you didn't, they didn't listen to her. They did. They but I, I that might've yeah. been after they lost impulses or whatever which it is weird that like every all their systems were shut down but they still could use a tractor beam but yeah i know, I know. but maybe but, i don't understand the inner workings of what works and what doesn't i guess yeah you're probably right you're probably right but yeah, yeah. i think yeah i think on times squared the or something yeah there's definitely a different one where a time episode where gaiden knows what's up well, it's like, it, and gaiden it was knew, enterprise for sure I don't know about Times Squared. I think Times Squared was the one very early on, like the first season. It's second season. Yeah, I think that's the one where Picard's in the shuttle. Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Guinan was around in that season. Oh. Well, yeah, she's in Generations, and she knows. Oh, you're right. She's in Yesterday's Enterprise. She's the one that tells Troy that Troy's dead. Right, right. Not Troy. Tasha Yar. Oh, sorry, Tasha Yar. I'm T- sorry. T-words. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm sorry I had to, re, you know, uh, correct you. No, please do. But, you know, our fans out there, they're going to say, they're going to say, you know, the drive is separate from the quantum matrix. Now, now hear me out on this. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> that Galaxy Quest? That's Galaxy Quest. Yeah. I, know, I can't remember what he was saying. The, exactly. The, something was separate from the quantum <laughs> matrix. And, and that's when... Uh, that's when Listen, uh, I know it's just a TV show. That's when uh, Quincy, 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 Quincy. Yeah. <laughs> tagger, 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 tagger. Um, went off on him and said, there is no quantum flux. <laughs> right. Which we did. Um, we did watch the uh, the making of documentary on Amazon Prime uh, for Galaxy Quest. And that was that was wonderful. It's like, oh, Galaxy Quest worked because it was coming from a place of love of Star Trek and Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Who who was it that said that it was one of the four perfect movies? Was it <laughs> David Mamet. Mamet? Yeah, David Mamet. I'm hey, I'm all <laughs> over that. It's definitely on 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 the upper echelon of my movie list. I I watch it more often than I should because it's like being with old friends. It is um, pretty perfect. It is pretty perfect. It's like it's I don't know um, the whole thing, and and it it always makes me sad that Alan Rickman is no longer with us. But um, which I thought of Alan Rickman in this episode when uh, when Data says to um, to Crusher, "Oh crap, I can't remember." Oh, oh, I know. I, I remember. Data says to Crusher, by Grabthar's hammer, no. you shall be avenged. Right. I think no, that's what Data. Did. Oh, yeah. Data says to Crusher. I'm going to uh, edit this all out, you know. Go yeah, ahead. Please do. Um, Data says to Crusher, oh, because because Crusher's feeling deja vu, so she's hesitating. And Data goes, uh, Crusher, may I remind you that you have the high, you have the highest bid, so you have the next bet or whatever. And she just goes, "Thank you, you know, Data." And it reminded me of Snape going, "Has anyone ever told you that you're insufferable know-it-all?" Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Alan Rickman had so many wonderful parts, um, but we digress. Uh, we digress. Uh, one of his best parts was in. Um, a uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yep. I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. But why a spoon? Why a spoon? It's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> I love that part. That is so good. That is so good. So, yeah. I think that was the first time I ever saw Alan Rickman in anything. And I yeah. went, this guy is a guy to watch. This guy is a guy to kind of keep track of as he goes along. Yeah. He's been in so many off, off, awful movies, awesome movies. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, not to mention just the not just the the Harry Potter series, which he was great in. But um, you know, I don't know. We ever, I don't know. It's a chick flick, but I love watching Love Actually every um, every Christmas. Yeah, it's a great movie, and uh, even though he's a 
total turd to and, his wife in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bad Alan Rickman, but he's yeah. still good in it. You know? So. Yep. I don't know. Are you familiar with that movie? You're familiar with that movie. Oh, yeah. It's not, rom-coms don't have to be chick flicks. Okay. Okay. Um, we watched the other night a total chick flick. Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah. Sleepless in Seattle. Ah, that is not a chick flick either. That is a genuinely good movie. It is a genuinely good movie, and it's a genuinely good... I I watched it because I... Chick flick implies implies that men would not enjoy it, I feel. Well, it's true. I'm not a man. It was made only for women or something. Tom Hanks is the best. I got to watch Tom Hanks movie every once in a while. Did you know I'm older than Tom Hanks? Only by like a year? Two yeah, years by a year, two years, two yeah. years, something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Meryl Streep, I think, is like at one or two years older than you. Yeah, something like that. There you so. go, and they're America's treasure. Yeah, I'm right in. Well, I'm right in between the two, so that must mean I'm a diamond in the rough. There you go. Something like that. There you go. Well, um, I mean, you know, like we said, we've watched this episode a bunch of times. Um. Yeah, I've seen it so many times, and yet I still, I got goosebumps a couple times. You know, I was, like, picturing how, you know, when they when Data plays the all-hands-abandoned ship, like, wouldn't that be so, I, I got goosebumps, like, imagining, you know, having to listen to you at, like, your most traumatic moment or something. Like, that would be so freaky, you know? I don't know. I, I thought uh, there were just a couple times that I, I really felt the the danger and the emotion in the episode. So yeah, you, I, you would, I liked you, it. You would think that you would think that when the captain says all hands abandon ship and there's sirens going off and explosions in the background that this is pretty serious stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why they should have taken it seriously the first time they heard it. But they did. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think I definitely think you should watch this episode. Oh, and then you should watch the episode after this if you've got time. You know, you're not hanging out or traveling. So watch the episode right after this because that's the episode where Tom Paris is in it, but he's playing a different character, which is funny. But Robert Duncan McNeil is in the episode. Um, Wesley Crusher's in the episode, and Sito from Lower Decks mm-hmm. is in the episode, mm-hmm. and it's the episode. That is referenced in Lower Dext where we're like, oh, so clearly she did something wrong at the Academy and Picard literally asked for her to be on the Enterprise to see if she could overcome that past mistake. And so I had no idea that that was an actual Star Trek episode. So that was a really cool one to watch. So I watched that. It is a good episode. And uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, they had uh, actual uh, conversation, it seems. Another one of those crazy internet stories that I read. Yeah. But there was a conversation about when he was, they were looking at him for Voyager. Mm -hmm. And there was a conversation about whether or not they would bring back the character that he did in that episode Uh with, with Wesley Crusher and what have you. And uh, they came to the conclusion that that was not a good idea because that guy was so bad. Yeah. He was, you know, he didn't even like, you know, take responsibility for what he yeah. did. Um, he, he did right at the end of the episode, but that was only after threatening Crusher and like right, threatening right. Wesley and Wesley right. like finally coming forward, you know. Right. Yeah, it took a right, long right. time for like him a, to. So they step thought up. this guy was just like too much and they wanted somebody who was a bad boy. Right. And but, redemptive quality. But was, but was redeemable. So they came yeah. up with this character of Tom Paris, which had some of the aspects of that guy, mm-hmm. but not all of them. And, well, um, I'm interested in, in listening to the rest of the episodes and possibly watching more Voyager because, you know, uh, RDM uh, talks about how this is this is what Cathexis is like episode seven or eight or something of season one. And he's even saying then he was like, yeah, I get it. Tom Paris got in trouble, but they're just they're just constantly going to him, accusing him of wrongdoing. And it's like they got to give the guy some sort of slack. kind of. So Right, right. 
You know, I I do have to say that um, uh, Harry Kim and Tom Paris are my two favorite characters in uh, Star Trek Voyager. And and by extension, uh, Garrett Wong and um, Robert Duncan McNeil are, you know, in that show, they're my almost my, you know, they're really up there with Mm -hmm. my favorite actors in that show. Yeah. Along with Tim Russ and. And 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 if I was ever going to be able to talk to any of them on the phone, I'd I would uh, be be I would be so overwhelmed. I'd be like fanboying out on them. But, but, uh, but <laughs> well, they be, definitely. Um... And if they wanted to talk to me, they could always give me a shout out at say underscore high <laughs> at talkingtrek dot com. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want yeah. at the coffee shop? Say hey. Exactly. Hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Wong, please. Yeah, Garrett said he was on set. He's doing something. <laughs> I'll keep a lookout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they um they have a really good rapport together. It's, it seems like they've always been genuinely good, genuinely good friends. So that's really awesome. Yeah. 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 And they're, and they're still hanging out like 20 years after this show was over with. They're still hanging yeah. out with each other. That's really kind of cool. You know, I don't I don't hang out with anybody I used to work with. And it's, you know. So I talk to a couple of people on the phone once in a while, but um, this is about it, you know? Yeah. I don't, and it's only been two years I've been retired. So there you go. Well, yeah. and so what if Kirk was put in a Groundhog Day type episode? What do you think Kirk would do? Oh, you know, I think when, you know, when at the point in the show when, um, Picard is saying all hands abandon ship. I got a feeling Kirk would look over at Troy and say, I don't know why I ever never kissed you. <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm just, you know, that's just my thought. He's know. gonna go out swinging. He's <laughs> gonna go out swinging. Yeah. Well, he was, you know, like a swinger. <laughs> he was a he was a chick magnet, you know, you know how that was. You know, so. Well, baby, give me some sugar, baby. Give me some sugar, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I feel like that's about it. Do you have any any interesting Star Trek facts? Interesting Star Trek facts. Uh, well, I've already spilled them all. Uh, yeah, you know, they, just, they came up naturally. That's okay. Yeah, that's what the conversation you know, is. Fire on the set. Fire on the set. Fire on the yeah. set. Some you know uh, different little things that I've been reading about lately. So yeah. So yeah. Sure. Well, do you Star have Trek an... were salted. A little bit here and a little bit there throughout the episode. <laughs> well, do you have um do you have an episode you want us to cover next? An episode that I want to cover next. Hmm. You know, I just heard a podcast about an episode of Star Trek Voyager uh-huh. that the guys were talking about on their podcast. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think their podcast and our podcast is is you know is so so simpatico simpatico mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're so we're so close to each other that you know we could Definitely. be podcast brothers or something I think like so. that or sisters podcast sisters something <laughs> like that. um but um but uh, uh they were talking about an episode in season two and i think it's called resolutions let mm-hmm. me take a look real closely here i think it's called resolutions okay you know, Star Trek Voyager season two with Kate Mulgrew, Robert Beltran, Roxanne. Roxanne. Oh, she, now she'll never be on our podcast, you know? Yeah, that's why. Because I just said that. Because I just like, Ooh, you don't have to turn on the red light. Cause she, <laughs> she's not going to know. This is what dad does when he's trying to stall for time. <laughs> when he's trying to stall for Yeah, resolutions. Yep, yeah. yep, yep resolutions it's uh oh crap okay stupid stupid thing i'm on it Um, season two episode 25 okay episode 25 uh janeway is that the last episode no no second to last janeway and katope contract an incurable virus no they get a sandwich they get a sandwich, incurable sandwich, and they have to uh, survive by staying on a planet together and Aww. to negate the effects of this incurable sandwich. 
Ah, great. Sounds perfect. Yeah. So it's a Let's good episode. Do it. And then they're going to oh. resolve something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, some deep-seated feelings for each other, maybe. Something like that. So. Yeah. I don't know. They never got together, right? Well, they always had this, like, uh, what was that Can that show? See? What was that show with Bruce Willis? Um, Die Hard? No, a TV show. He was on a TV show before Die Hard. What? Um, I can't I remember. Notice. Mom would know it. All right. Let us know at say underscore high at talkingtrek.com. You know, he had this, there was always this tension between him and this woman that he had, that he worked with. You know, it was yeah. unresolved, unresolved uh, tension. Well, will they, won't they flavor they, won't of the they? show? Yeah, kind of like, uh, kind of like Sam and Diane. Yeah. You know, you know. But they did get together. <laughs> Off and on. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Was, that was a weird relationship anyway. So sure. Sam, Sam would like he would not survive in 2020 <laughs> because I mean, he, oh no he would have I'm been fired been he would have been fired and he would have been he would have been nobody would have gone to his bar because there would have been people out front you know <laughs> uh, uh, with signs male chauvinist pig male chauvinist yeah, pig. there's yeah. probably a bit of that on those. 80s sitcoms um, oh a lot of it but uh but until we do a cheers podcast yeah, um, yeah i don't think we're doing a cheers podcast <laughs> i don't know that i could talk about the swine that uh, that sam malone was but <laughs> um well uh, i is there anything what, uh, else you want to say dad let's raise a glass oh my goodness yes yeah. i knew there was something missing it's been a while, Gosh, it's it's been a while since we did this yeah we forgot yeah. raise a glass yeah. And uh, this is to Alan Rickman. <laughs> I feel like we've done that before, but let's do Have it Have we again. done that before? I don't no. care. Let's do it again. I by, think so. It's perfect. I grabbed Thar's hammer. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Raise a glass. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Good guy. Good guy. Well, good right. show. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. That, hey, happy uh, to be happy to be back here with you. Yeah, we'll see if we can't uh, do this before July. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Shake on it. Um. Right. Hey, what do you say we end this thing? Make it so. Oh, crap. I think it's called resolutions. And, and naturally, in post, we'll edit all this out.